I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens around it. Like running away. I don't know that going to visit, well, maybe it was a slight escape. It was a different house to be in. It was escaping from work. Yes, that's true. Speaking of which, last time we were talking about your work, you had gotten in trouble, but it had been a good thing because it made your supervisors pay attention to the problems that you guys were discussing that got you in trouble. It called their attention to it. Right. And apparently neither were at all aware, at least by their you know response. Not as much to me, but as my work wife called them on the carpet. Right. So as you were doing this, you were preparing to leave. You had put in leave request. This is one of the issues. Did that leave request ever get approved? I have no idea. I went anyway. Good job. Thank you. (laughs) It was clear that my boss knew I was going to be gone by other emails. So I put the out of office message on and off I went. Well, good job. Thank you. And were there like, if they don't approve your time card, or if they don't approve your leave, does that like create problems with your time card? It probably depends on who your supervisor is and what their usual methods are. Okay. I imagine there's some supervisors who watch every minute of your time card and decide if it's meant to be approved. Ours are not so much that way. You know, they tend to check on your work otherwise and, and not so much every every minute. Um, well, in any case... And so if you didn't get your leave approved and you went, some some supervisors might, I don't know what they'd do because I guess they could give you a disciplinary action. But typically, if you're not in the office and you don't do your time card, they just take your vacation leave. But I was already on vacation. So what would they do? (laughs) But then you came back to this time card. Mm -hmm. And it was wrong, which means... I must not have I must not have completed it correctly before I left. So, like, like I said, usually they'll take your vacation leave. Uh-huh. Now, the week before I left, I worked, and they they whoever they were inputted that week as sick leave. I don't know why. So, of the two weeks in your pay period, the first week you were there, mm-hmm. and the second week you were supposed to be on vacation leave. Yes, but because you hadn't clicked all the right buttons in the right order, they decided to call your first week sick leave. Yes, but that's not how things are supposed to happen. No. It's not. No, no, it's supposed to be a punishment of you didn't do the thing. And so we're going to take your vacation leave and you'll have to fix it or request to fix it. In the meantime, your vacation leave will be gone. So I I can only guess that I must have put the vacation leave in, forgot to put anything for the week before and just didn't release it or something like that. Right. So it's possible I did it on the app on the phone and it just didn't do the thing. Sometimes that happens. Oh yeah, it does. There were no messages to me about it. Right. I just went in to check it and... And saw that it was wrong. I saw it was wrong. Well, at least they have a way to fix it. Yeah. I went in to check it because typically if there are some time cards not completed, they will send out a message saying, some of you don't have your time cards completed. So that had been set out and I thought, well, let me double check. So then I I went in and I fixed it and it was all good. Well, that's good that it was able to be fixed because like I said, you you were leaving. So I dropped you off at the airport at early o'clock. Oh yeah. I I was rather regretting the whole time of day that I had picked, which is not usually a problem for me, but I also had a boy and I had to get him out of the house. And But I am pretty sure I picked those times because I want a direct flight. 
and they're rare, so there you go. So you had to pick the ones that were available, and you picked the early one. Yes, I did. But that morning... Well, I was not ready the night before, so I stayed up packing. And also the night before, my sister was having an ordeal at her house because I bought the tickets kind of late, and then I had a chance I would have to cancel them because my brother-in-law had gotten sick a couple weeks before, and he was still homesick that week. So we were leaving to go there on, I don't know, a Friday, and Wednesday he felt better. They said, go ahead, you guys go ahead and come over here. So Thursday, you pack. Thursday, everything's late getting ready Thursday, to leave. Thursday, which is unusual for me, but yes. I just it wasn't getting to it. I was up late packing, and they were also up late because my nephew had a flat tire on the freeway. It wasn't terribly far from their house, which is good because he goes to school, you know, all the way in the city, and they live in a suburb. And, mm-hmm. But the problem these days is getting services and getting a tow truck. It's a big ordeal. And he had meant to get tires that coming weekend, but apparently he should have gotten them the weekend before. (laughs) So he has a flat and he does not have a donut or any way of fixing this tire, which apparently, you know, you couldn't use fix a flat on. It was it was a worse condition than that. Okay. And they were up to all hours trying various means of getting a tow truck. Right. So, and in the meantime, my brother-in-law, who had felt better Wednesday, was not feeling better and was wishing we weren't coming, which if they had told me, I would have still been able to, you know, cancel that. Right. I was hoping we weren't going to have to cancel because uh, the boy has been looking forward to it for so long, you know, since since we came back last time, basically, which was right as the pandemic started. Yes. And he really wanted to see his cousins. And I didn't know you know, he was going to lose his mind if we didn't go. I figured I'd have to take him out of school and take him another week. Right. You know, like I didn't know when I'd have to figure it out when, when it happened. Mm-hmm. But since my brother-in-law was still sick, things were not as they usually are. You know, there had been this big ordeal. Both my sister and I had had no sleep. Right. So we're all tired and that doesn't, you know, give you a chance to do anything. Plus you have a a sick guy there. And the thing is, at my sister's house, my brother-in-law is like the main source of entertainment, you know, having a fire pit in the yard and doing things outside and running around with the boys He's usually very energetic and a busybody, and it goes well for the boy and his visit. Yeah, your brother-in-law is the entertainer guy. He's the always-on, kind of all-over-the-place yeah, Keeps everybody busy guy. He's very social mm-hmm. and he enjoys all the interacting. And so the, the poor boy had to deal with me and my sister, the extreme introverts who are like, I don't know, go do a thing, ask your cousins. Right. You know. But the cousins who used to be like all happy to have this little kid tag along and like, you know, they're, they're in high school. Well, one's in high school and one is in college. Mm-hmm. And so then having a middle schooler along is a very, very different thing from when they were in upper elementary and having a preschooler tag along. Yeah, it wasn't quite the same experience for him. It, it went fairly well considering the big age difference. Typically, he would hang out with his younger cousin the most, but his younger cousin being a teenager didn't want him around quite as much. He wanted to go do things with his friends. Right. So he, he would hang out with them until, you know, kind of like our number three child, until evening came. Yes. And then they wanted to go do social things. Yes. All night long. That That is how our number three child is. Yes. And the boy wanted to do those 
things too, but his cousin didn't want him with. And I'm sure there's good reasons for that, but it was disappointing for the boy. So he he called his other cousin who was working, doing food delivery, you know, DoorDash type things. Um, Mm -hmm. And his cousin was a little far away at that time, but then eventually did come back for him because he understood that his cousin was only going to be there a few days. And my nephew last year went to boot camp because he had joined the National Guard. And so being away from home, he really missed family. Mm -hmm. He's glad to be with family. And so I think he appreciates that about, you know, his cousin's time there. Right. Well, that's good. And our boy is their only younger cousin. Mm Mm-hmm. All of my brother-in-law's brothers and sisters are older. He's the youngest, and all their kids are older. Now, I'm also older than my sister, however... You didn't start having a family until after. Yes. Yeah. I waited a long time to do that. So, that was... I, how how did the boy feel about that, that like he was all geared up and he was going to like completely lose his mind if he was not able to go? He was so looking forward to all these things that then just did not get to happen. Well, on, on top of that, one of the main symptoms my brother-in-law was having was a massive headache. Oh. And that's why he thought he felt better Wednesday is the headache went away for a while. And then it came back, it would come and go after that. Mm-hmm. So it, you also had to be quiet. Mm, that's not something number two child is good at. That's not something most people in that house are good at, except myself and my sister were, you know, we're pretty good at it. But well, yeah, the rest of them are. Well, to answer your question, the the boy seemed disappointed. And at that moment, I thought if the rest of the trip goes like this, he's not going to want to come back for a right. while. But it, it got better because then his older cousin came back for him. And... Also, the younger cousin likes to play music, and my brother-in-law has a whole music room with guitars and drums and whatever. So he did invite our boy to go in there and, you know, let's play music and let me show you how to play the drums. And when he demonstrated for our, our number two child, the boy could do it. When he tried to be a little more intricate about his explanation, it got worse. So we went back to the simpler explanation of just, here's the beat you're looking for. Mm-hmm. The boy could do it. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. So that they did that. And uh, his cousin played the guitar and he played the drums. And that's very, very noisy. My sister's house is typically just very noisy. It is. It yeah. drove me completely out of my mind while I was there. Like I was, I was almost like jumping out of my skin. There was so much. You're talking about years ago. Yes, this is years ago, you know, and admittedly kids were smaller, but also like your sister has a lot of anxiety and it's contagious. And so I would be like, every big noise would be like having me jumping out of my skin. (laughs) Yeah. You typically don't go there because the noise doesn't suit you well. And tra- traveling, you know, unless we're going to a convention, that's not just not It's your not thing. usually my jam, yeah. It's not. Unless no. there's something and someone who I really, really want to see. And I don't, I, I, I love your sister. Mm-hmm. I have nothing against your sister. I love your nephews. But they aren't people who, you know, I feel an absence of in my life if they're not there. Yeah, I'm probably li- like that with your siblings as well. Yeah. You know, and I like to go there for baseball and to see my sister and to have the boy visit his cousins. Yeah. It's a thing that I try to provide for him. Yes. We didn't go to any fall baseball because she had a sick husband at home. Right. And that was not good timing. No. But I, I, what, that wasn't, you know, a problem. So. Yeah. The other noise there is, well, there's lots of other noise. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> but one of the other noises is the dogs howl. Oh. And it's not a problem for everybody who lives there because they enjoy the dogs howling hello and stuff like that. But it's just very loud. So basically, if I was having a conversation like we are right now and the dogs started howling, I would just stop and wait till they were done to finish what I was saying because there's no hearing anything while they're howling. Right. It's a lot of howling. It goes on for a while. And so it's just really loud. Right. And those are adjustments I'm I'm just making them because I know I'm not going to be doing it for a long time. Typically, one of the advantages of going to Arizona in the fall or the spring is it's cooler than our neck of the woods, mm-hmm. if we had any woods. So that is typical. And that was not what was happening. No, it was very hot there. It decided instead of being 80 as predicted and as expected, you know, in the 80s, it was in the 90s and 100. And they also are having a mosquito problem. And the mosquitoes are weird because it's Arizona, I suppose. Right. Why would you have mosquitoes there? Right. But I don't know. So the mosquitoes are really, really, really tiny, which I would expect in such a dry place. Mm -hmm. If they can live, they'd have to be tiny. Mm Mm-hmm. But the other thing is, I would get up in the morning, got up the next morning, and I went for a walk, and the sun's coming up. So typically, as the sun is is up and it's getting warmer, you're thinking mosquitoes are going away, not the mosquitoes in Arizona. So for some reason, they just decided, you know, my ankles, because I had short socks on, because I was taking a walk with shorts and and short socks before it got too hot, and they bit bit up my ankles and nothing else, which is weird, because it's not like I put bug spray on, but typically they don't bite me that much like they do you. However, the boy got bit to pieces. And after the first day of him getting bit up, he was heading out in the evening with his cousin. And I said, hey, why don't you use one of these bug spray wipes or some spray and keep the mosquitoes off of you? And his answer was very typical for him. (laughs) He says, well, I already have bug bites. And I said, I know, but I'm thinking it'd be best if you don't get more. And he said, I don't think it matters since I already have some. And off he went. And I thought, oh, well, you know, I, I tried. You know. I looked at my sister. She shook her head. That's like, all you can do. Kids, they don't make sense and they're not reasonable. And so, Nope. Sure enough, he, he got bitten up so much. And then he'd scratch him while he's sleeping. Of course. He looked like zombie legs when we came home. Aww. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah, his feet, his feet and his legs. Ugh. So, apparently mosquitoes, especially in Arizona, like him. Well then. Mm-hmm. And you said that because this neighborhood is also a lot of other families about the same age as your sister's family, that there are a lot of other teenagers and that there would be teenagers doing dumb things outdoors oh. in the middle of the freaking night. More noise. Not in the house, but at my sister's house. Yeah, just teenagers being really loud and crazy because it's the weekend and, you know, because we went on a Friday. Uh-huh. Yeah, so the whole weekend there were noisy teenagers just being noisy teenagers. Yeah, I don't even I don't even know what they were doing. I, I mean, like the boy and his cousins, like they would go out. The younger cousin and and our number three child would talk the older one into going out in the desert in the evening because he has floodlights on their old Jeep. And so he would take them for a ride. So when they're coming back, they're being teenagers, which they are all teenagers. Yes. And as they're driving up in this open Jeep, they're playing really loud music. And what's really funny to me is it's 70s guitar rock. Oh, that's phenomenal. Right? 
<laughs> because this is what my sister would play in the kitchen on her Sirius or whatever she used to have. Uh-huh. You know, so like the younger nephew, he knows all these songs. And, and my sister once said he'd be at school when he was going to school all the time. And he'd start singing these songs and his teachers would just start laughing because they're like, how do you know these songs? Right. Well, his parents are old. Like right. Me. That's funny. So that's how he knows them. Mm-hmm. But he can also play them. That's great. Yeah, so they drive up playing really loud guitar rock and singing it. Oh, God. Yeah, it was very funny. But then they'd turn it off and they'd be done. They wouldn't, you know. The rest of the neighborhood wouldn't turn off, though. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> no, well, I think by Monday it did. So. And you flew back, what, Tuesday, Wednesday? I forget. I think it was Wednesday morning. Okay. So yeah, Tuesday night I was still there. So Monday night and Tuesday night were quieter. That's good. Outside. Now, what was gendery about this? Like, have have your sister and brother-in-law begun interacting with you differently? Or have you seen shifts in that? Or the way that your nephews interact with you over the past decade now, I guess? But... <laughs> no. Um, my brother-in-law was one of the people that was very conscientious about things right away. And I remember they had come to visit our area and he asked me about my pronouns and had I switched my pronouns yet and, you know, wanted to make sure that he was clear about that and clear with the boys at that time as well. Mm -hmm. So he was very good about that. I, my feeling while I'm there is that everybody is very aware that I'm Uncle George that used to be Aunt George. So it's kind of a weird feeling to me. And I don't know if that's just my impression or something I'm picking up on. It's not so much that they have that in the front of their mind, but I feel like it's somewhere in the back of their mind. And that, I, I have no nothing to base it on. And I did not do, you know, I didn't do any questioning about it. Right. I, I get the sense that that would be more of a concern for your sister and brother-in-law than for your nephews. Because like at this point, they've known you as Uncle George longer than they knew you as Aunt George. Maybe. Let's see. This is, is this seven years or eight years? Uh, eight, eight this years. is eight. It was 2013, right? Yeah. So this is eight and a half years, almost nine. Yeah. So you're right. Just about. Well, my older nephew is 19. So, so for him close. almost. Yeah. But for the younger one, definitely. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So like, I feel like they are probably, did you get any, any of that from them or was it mostly from the adults? Some... I get that feeling with my older nephew a little, but I've always had a hard time reading him too. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not sure if it's just like the interactions because even though, even though that's my brother-in-law, so he's another dude, I don't do the same dude things because he grew up in that culture and he does more old white guy dude things than I do. Well, and that's the other thing, you know, it's like, because he's a different kind of guy yeah. from what kind of guy you are. And also, I just, I hang out with my sister more. I would say one of the gendery things is, and I kind of did test this out a bit, is my sister doesn't expect me to help clean the kitchen or do anything in the kitchen. Did she ever? She would readily accept my help before. Or if I started doing something, she would just be glad and make room for me. And her husband cooks things when he's up and around because, you know, it's not going to be something that they usually eat. It's going to be something different because he's got an idea. Right. Because it's him. But if I just came in the kitchen and sat down like the rest of the guys do, and they all do it at different times, she would just bring me coffee or bring me food or ask me what I wanted and make it and give it to me. Right. And that's not something she would have done before. She, she would do some of that before. She would say, what should we make for breakfast? Ah. Uh, 
and I would get coffee or whatever. So there is a little bit of a subconscious shift for her of Mm -hmm. me going into the other category of I sit there and you give me things that I need. Which is so weird to me. Like, I, I, maybe it's just because my wetware doesn't process gendered programming. I don't know. It might be. But, you know. Well, and then one day while she had to go run around and do things, I did clean up the kitchen while she was gone. And when she came back, she didn't know that it happened because I think she was thinking, did I do this already? I must have done it because it's done. Like she didn't assume I did it. And she knew none of those guys did it because they don't do that. Well, that I think is a thing that you and I find ourselves saying all the time is I didn't do it. So it didn't happen. Right. When we're like, oh, something needs to happen. And then we're like, oh, wait, this is already done. And the other person had done it. But because we have for so many years before we met each other, before we were together, not used to anybody else ever doing anything. Yeah, but I think this was different. Like before she might have expected that I would go ahead and clean that up while she was gone. And she might have noticed that because we might have even had a conversation about it. Right. And she was busy with her husband being sick and then the boys. And so then later I just was checking. I said, oh, I I, uh, loaded the dishwasher while you were gone. And she said, oh, thank you. And um, like she didn't say I didn't realize that or I don't Mm -hmm. know. It was just kind of a different, more absent. There was no conversation prior to it. Not much after. That makes sense. Yeah. She was glad I did that, but not expectant of it. Right. Whereas I think she would be a little bit more before. Okay. Yeah. Like after dinner, I didn't do anything. I just sat there and watched. That's weird. Because I wanted to see what would happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I think that might stand out for the rest of them if I was in there doing the cleaning up or the putting the food away. That makes sense because they're so trained into those heteronormative division of labor household American stuff things yes that if you were outside of that norm it would make them associate it with other things about you that are also outside of a cis heteronormative Mm -hmm. framing right yeah I think so not as much as it would in like um some culture household or something like that where like we saw in um uh, what was the show we watched with all those people having drama and it was a follow-up of old book series and oh um you know what i'm talking about now yes tales of the city tales of the city and then the trans guy when he was home with his his family oh right right, right. get out of here you can't do this like he started doing the Uh stuff with his sister and they're like you can't be in here yeah and he had to go out with the guys but the guys weren't really totally accepting of him either right yeah okay so i think it might be a little like that uh in some places but but with my sister's house it's a little more subtle okay yeah so well that's interesting then Mm -hmm. when you were dadding at them they were receptive to your dad inning Mm-hmm. The boys are not, you know, we've said this before that other young masculine children see you as some dad. Yeah. Well, that was, there were no, it was all just chill that you were just being number two's dad and dadding at them. Yeah. And besides, number two's always running through the house yelling dad. So <laughs> it's true. And I'm answering. There well, you there go. you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So is there anything else interesting about your trip or? Well, we had a big delay on the way back, but I guess that's a thing that airlines are having problems with staffing. And so we were in the airport a really, really long time. How did number three handle airports and travel and stuff 
we've um, we've kind of got you you I should say have kind of gotten this down to a science of like when he's supposed to put on his pull up and when he's supposed to you know how where he puts his underwear and takes it and changes and how he's supposed to manage hunger and prepare snacks right, and right. you know all of these it, little things and that, that part worked pretty well because before we left here I told him to eat because I said, we don't know how it's going to be at the airport and if we can get something to eat or not. Mm -hmm. So you better eat something and we'll, I'll bring some snacks. And then I had him put underwear in his pocket because he didn't have a backpack and wear a pull up. And that way, when he went in the bathroom, when we got there, he'd already have his underwear. And then we got there and I could not find my STP. I usually put it in the backpack because you're going to go through security. And I just had one of those homemade ones. Mm hmm. And I was looking through the backpack and could not find it, could not find it. I was like, oh my God. So I'm going to go have to stand in the there, leave him out here with the suitcases, which were carry-ons. Uh-huh. And he was in there waiting for a stall so he could put his underwear on. Right. So he finally comes out and then I have to go do that because I cannot find the STP. Oh. And I can make one when I get there. But, but. I, those other ones are in the suitcase and I can't dig them out. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, he didn't seem to notice because he was busy looking at his phone. So that that was good. That is good. And then and my sister was late getting to the airport because they kept having to switch cars. Like, we're going to bring this car. Well, no, that car is a flat now. So we're not going to bring that car. But we're not going to bring <laughs> the Jeep because it's too tiny. And so we're going to mm -hmm. borrow the neighbor's car. And then they couldn't borrow the neighbor's car. I don't know. And so oh, they gosh. ended up with somebody else's car. I don't know. So it didn't matter that we were running late getting out of there. Um, the point was we wanted to have carry-ons and get out of the airport so my nephew could get back and do his, on, his test online. Mm -hmm. And then coming back, well, I did eventually find the STP right before we came back in exactly the place I thought it was. Of and course. I don't know why I couldn't find it there before. Oh, my God. I hate that. Yeah, in one of the pockets of the mm -hmm. backpack. So at least I had that for the way back. And I don't know, whatever I was going to tell you, something about pull-ups and... I thought he wore a pull up. He did, yeah, because we can't have him. He he did he did uh, wet the bed there. They he goes on a air mattress, so that'll be less trouble to clean up. Oh, that's good. And that was bothersome to my sister because everything had to go in the wash, like I do for him here mm -hmm. every day. Every day in the wash, all he, of it. Was he sleeping in a pull up? Yes, he and was. it still leaked oh, it, onto every just like it does here. Yeah. That he's, he's too big. Child's capacity to fill a pull up is kind of amazing. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Soggy situation. My sister was displeased. <laughs> I bet. I was just like, eh, this is how this works. Yes, it is. Sorry. All right. So is there anything else or is that it for now? I think that's it for now. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening.
Okay, this time it says Yeti. Oh, hey, look how big those lines are. Oh, that's much better. It is much yes. better. I was freaking out like, what? I'm, I'm glad you noticed before we did the whole talking. Oh my god. So. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are we ready for realsies this time? <laughs> Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. That was funny. Sometimes that just happens. It, it's happened a lot more lately. I don't know why. I don't either. It's like the air comes up, but not the sound. Yeah. So, let's do it again. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. Uh, Last time we were talking about your work... Go ahead. Okay. Last time we were talking about your work... Last time we were talking about your work, you were, do you need to itch? <laughs> Thank you. It's okay. If you need to itch, it's okay. Just, like, put up a finger and take it. I was trying you. to wait. <laughs> last time we were talking about your work... Ha, 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 ha.